The video storyboard is often considered the flip side of the video creation coin. It's the initial embodiment of that written video script into the basic visuals of the video. And on today's podcast, Brendan and I are going to put our video educators hats on and we're joined by veteran storyboard artist Ross Bollinger to talk about and teach you about the video storyboard. The video revolution is here and it's changing how business is done. Learn how to use video to engage customers and drive results here on the Video Marketing 2.0 podcast with your hosts, Joel Gubich and Brendan Carty. Welcome to Video Marketing 2.0, the definitive podcast for all things video marketing, where we discuss the world of videos for marketing and business purposes. Hi, I'm Joel Gubich, Director of Business Development at ThinkMojo, and with me, as always, is my colleague, Director of Creative Content, Brendan Carty. So on this episode, we want to talk about what a video storyboard is. You know, we've oftentimes on this podcast gone very granular and talked about different components of what it takes to actually make a good marketing video. We talked about the script. We've talked about calls to action. We really want to get granular today on what the video storyboard is. Because I think uh, Brendan, and uh, Brendan, how are you doing, by the way? I forgot to introduose you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll just shake myself out of my nap. <laughs> Good, Joel. How are you? I'm great. Well, you've often told me that the video storyboard is what you consider like the flip side or the flip side of the video creation coin, the flip side of the, the script. Yeah, it really, like you say, there, there are two sides of the same coin, and they have to work together in order to be effective. I think that you know the script is meant to sort of set up the visuals and complement the visuals. So without a great storyboard to pay off a lot of what the script has set up, it just doesn't work. And and that's why, you know, it's important to to create them in uh in concert with one another so that you get this j- just really uh streamlined flow and it shows in the in the video when the storyboard is done correctly. Okay, well, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves because we have a special guest that's joining us, Ross Bollinger, who is animator and storyboard artist. Uh, fantastic. I mean, he's going to be able to bring such a insight that uh, certainly I can't, and I know that you can, uh, but it's just somebody who does this for a living. The storyboard is what he lives and breathes along with the animation that he does for his uh, his YouTube channel. So we want to put our video educators hats on today, and we want to dive right into it. And, and I'm going to start by uh, by pointing this to, to you, Ross. And you know, again, thank you for joining us today. So tell in the, the, the fewest number of words possible, what is a storyboard? Uh, it's a blueprint of your video. That's it, basically. You know, you you want to have a rough draft of what everything looks like because if you go straight from script to finished video, what if the guy animates a ton of stuff that's stupid? You know, and you're not gonna know. You're just gonna have the finished product, and you're gonna want to make a bunch of changes. They're gonna be expensive. They're gonna take a ton of time. The storyboard is this spot in the middle where you can do a blueprint of what you want to draw and hand that to the animator and then you can make changes in a very lightweight easy form with this rough storyboard um without having to you know sink a bunch of money into it you know it's like you're going to build a house you've got a blueprint you can make changes on the blueprint but if you build a house and then you want to get rid of the garage it's going to be a big problem 
That's that's, it, abso- that's absolutely right. And Ross and I have have spent a lot of time talking about this uh, off Skype or off off camera, and that we've used the the house reference too. And it, it's really true. Like you wouldn't go up to like there are different stages of building a house, and like you you the client meets the architect, and they say, okay, you know, they look at sort of like a mood board, and they're like, I like houses like that. He doesn't just go off and build a house that he thinks looks like that. They go through stages. And the blueprints are, you know, they not only meant to help people visualize what the the house or the video is going to look like, but it's also a tool that's going to be used by the people later in production to execute those ideas. So it kind of it's like a two way channel where it's meant to get buy in from the client, but also facilitate facilitate the production internally. Well, does does a storyboard have to be visual? Because I know yes. a lot of people will come to us and say, I've got a storyboard, and they give me a script. Yeah, no, and that's a good point. Like, what is a storyboard and what is a storyboard not? So the storyboard, yes, it ha- it has to be visual. It's, I mean, if you're talking about a video, which is inherently visual, uh, the storyboard is, is something that uh, it basically sketches out every scene of the video. The script is mostly, if you're if we're talking about a purely animation piece, right, the script is going to be, what either is said through the voiceover narration with some light references to the the visual uh, you know some it, it could include some specific visual direction but the storyboard itself is going to be the actualization of that of those ideas now a storyboard is not drawn in the finished animation style which is i think something that people should understand you know the the goal of the storyboard is to validate the action on screen not necessarily validate the finished animation style so uh but you can't have a storyboard unless those physical actions are are represented on screen so you understand just how things are working with one another so ross i mean you do storyboards all the time is there is there a specific type of script is does something have to be written into the script that you can that that keys you into how then to turn that into a visual storyboard? Um, you know, not really. It's 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 my part of the job to just take the script and think what would this what should this look like? Um, if there is some direction, it can be helpful. But to speak about the sort of written description i've i've had that a lot and the 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 pitfall with a written having a script and then a written description of the visual is it's very easy to hide behind if you don't know something in a frame you can just leave it out and just have the description be you know a guy walks through the frame but once you see it you notice things like okay what how is this guy going to walk what side is he walking? Is he walking from the left or the right? Which part of the frame is he going to occupy? You need a visual reference to be able to see, make these decisions. And if you don't have that, you can miss a lot of potential holes in things. Uh, you can just cover it up very easily with a written description. Because, I mean, if words and pictures are just two different things. Which is Talk. why we do videos, right? Right. Talk is cheap. Storyboard artist, expensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, that begs a question. Writing the script is a lot of creativity because it's taking somebody's concept and turning it into a message on with words on, on a piece of paper or on a screen. Mm-hmm. And now the, the storyboard is its creativity in a different light, isn't it? It's, it's now being able to 
take those words and 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 like I mentioned earlier on, it's that it, that flip side of the coin. So yeah, I, yeah, I think that they're it. they're both they're both interpretive in their own way, right? The, the script needs to interpret sort of the raw facts of you know the the product, the audience, uh, the message, and needs to represent it in a way that is you know to a certain extent entertaining to the extent that it's you know uh, that people will want to watch it or listen to it. But also something that is easy to understand, you know, that allows the information to sink in. It doesn't try to do too much or go too fast. Whereas the the storyboard then becomes an interpretation of that of that script. Now, I think that the when I say you know it's two sides of the same coin, it's it's really important for the script writer and the storyboard artist to work together and have some be on the same page as far as just general vision. Uh, because there are some things that will be unsaid in the script that the storyboard will will bring to light, and I think that having a having people uh, that understand you know are on the same page is, is a huge uh, benefit, not just a benefit, really a must to having a successful video. So, what about the intersection then, Ross, between? A storyboard artist and an actual animator. Can you be a good storyboard artist without understanding animation? Um, not. I mean, you don't have to do animation, but I think you need to understand the mechanics of it because, especially if you're going to, you know, if you have no idea and you draw a scene in a storyboard that ends up being extremely complicated in animation or if you don't, you need to think about time. You know, you have to think I've got a character that's going to walk across the screen and he's going to walk across over the length of this sentence. You have to think about that stuff. You can't just, it can't just be the picture. You have to be thinking about it in consideration with the script. And to do that, you have to, to be thinking about time and picture at the same time, that sort of you're getting into the animation mindset just by having that thought process. And I would add, you also need to know like what you can't achieve, what you can't do with animation. You know, one of the things that I know, Ross, you've mentioned this before. Walking is like one of the one of the most dangerous things to put into a storyboard because how is this character going to walk? Like walking is one of the most intricate uh, motions in animation. So you you can't you have to be judicious about the way that you. Uh, you sketch these things in, you know, it kind of, you know, it's from a writing perspective, right? Like it's, uh, you always hear about these uh, people who who write for, uh, you know, let's say you're a screenwriter and you're you're trying to get your movie produced. The thing that you don't want to do is write scenes that would be extremely expensive to produce, right? You don't want to say like scene opens, uh, pitcher's mound at Yankee Stadium. Like, okay, now <laughs> your your movie just went from being, you know, like an indie budget to $50 million. So it, and storyboard and animation is kind of the same thing. You don't want to create these scenes that will will cause so many problems and complications for the animation. So while you don't need to fit, actually be an animator, like Ross said, you still have to be aware of the possibilities and limitations of the form. Let's talk about, again, the intersection between storyboard and animation. And just like you mentioned before, that you don't want the script to be too detailed and tell, give the uh, storyboard artist the directions. How much of the directions, uh, or how much should a storyboard artist be giving directions to an animator? 
And when you're doing the storyboard, are you already thinking or should you be thinking of what type of animation is going to be used for this particular video? I think you should definitely be thinking of the type of animation. I mean, type in terms of like, is it 3D or is it, you know, 2D? Flat 2D style, you know, general. um, I will say, and maybe this is getting into something later, but if there's any key color things, you might want to include a little color. If it plays a role in illuminating an important part of the script... Um, now, what was the first part of your question? I forget. What does, what does an animate, what does a storyboard artist need to give to the animator? Like what input oh, does the storyboard yeah, artist need to yeah, give to the animator? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, uh, like a spectrum in a way. It depends on who you're working with. Like if you're working with like a total virtuoso animator, you can keep it kind of loose and expect them to fill in fill it in with some of their own stuff. If you want more control, you can have it by putting in more frames, uh, even down to the keyframe, you know, like you're going to have a guy and that's how they do it for TV animation. You know, they will do a scene and it'll, the storyboard will be like, say it's a guy up to bat and the first frame will be like getting ready to bat. And the second frame will be him hitting the ball. You don't need that level of detail. If you're working with somebody that, you know, if you're working with somebody that is maybe going to do, going to interpret it their own way a little more. Um, but the TV stuff, they're just going to ship it overseas and they want it to be done like exactly how they want it done. And so they're going to spell out the storyboard is as leave as little room as possible. You know, it's like, if you're working with a great actor, you're not going to tell a great actor exactly how to act. You're going to leave some leeway in there and let them sort of fill it in. But it, it, so I, I feel like I'm just making that more complicated than, than it needs to be. Okay, we'll edit out the complicated part of that. Well, that's pretty <laughs> much the whole thing. <laughs> the whole answer to that question. But in terms of Think Mojo, in terms of what I do with you guys, I would say probably more is better because I'm not really talking to the animator. I don't really have a chance to communicate ideas to them and go back and forth. So more is better. As much of just an instruction book as possible that it can be is a good thing because they can just get it and then follow it and it's 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 easier that way. That's a lot of great information that we've already covered at the first part of this podcast. And we're going to take a little break uh, here from uh, our sponsor, Think Mojo. And when we come back, like we always do on the Video Marketing 2.0 podcast, we're going to get granular. We're going to talk about nuts and bolts of uh, creating a video storyboard, what you should be thinking about and what you should be avoiding. If you want to build something that'll last, you need the right tools. And in today's business world, video marketing is the tool you need. So get off the sidelines. Contact the video marketing experts at ThinkMojo and start using video as an essential part of your business strategy. Visit thinkmojo.com slash smart video and get the marketing tools you need for today's business environment. ThinkMojo, videos that move the needle. Have a great product that's difficult to explain? No problem. At ThinkMojo, we specialize in turning complexity into elegance with compelling videos that make your product irresistible. Learn more at thinkmojo.com slash explainer. ThinkMojo, videos that move the needle. Welcome back to Video Marketing 2.0. Along with Joel Gubich, I'm Brendan Carty. We're joined today by Ross Bollinger, the animator and storyboard extraordinaire behind 
Pencilmation.com. He also has a YouTube channel called, I believe it's called Pencilmation. Is that right, Ross? Well, the website just forwards to the YouTube channel. Wow, so. you're just you're being so blasé. It's Pencilmation. Yeah, and it gets like millions of views per uh, per video. So join the uh, join the masses. Check it out. It's really fun, really funny. So Ross, we're talking today about uh, about storyboards, and you know we we talked to before the break about you know what a storyboard is and and what goes into it, and but I think that maybe we should talk a little bit about the why right now. So the way that I always try to frame it to people, like the importance of the storyboard. I say that the storyboard is the last best chance to make changes to the creative direction of the video because, you know, the script and storyboard, that's really the creative exploration stage. That's when you figure out what are we going to say? How are we going to say it? How are we going to show it? And you use the word blueprint. Those things then become the blueprint for the production. So what is what do you think that the... Uh, why why do you think that the storyboard is uh is so important and by all means feel free to agree with everything i just said <laughs> well if someone was to ask me why do you do a storyboard i i might just ask why do you do a script why not let the voice actor just make it up as they go you know that would be a disaster <laughs> you don't want you don't want <laughs> i'm like wait is that the, is that but that's actor. called improv <laughs> that is improv and maybe you know you could make a cheaper video that way but you might you're not going to get the more complex thought processes that are going to come through in a storyboard you know if the animator is just going to make it up as they go and not really think of it in a big picture way eh, you're going to miss out and you might end up with something completely different than what you're expecting because you have no window into the the process of the creative process uh, and the storyboard really gives the client an ability to see what the video is going to look like. Um, you know? So what so, is the biggest challenge to when you sit down with that script, you know, getting now to the nuts and bolts, how do you go about looking at that script and saying, okay, I'm going to turn this into this type of visual or that type of visual. What's yeah, the process? If I can just rephrase that for a second, because this is interesting. Do you think of each scene first, or do you think of the the story first? Do you start from the top down, or do you th try to think of something like an interesting thread and just follow that? Which comes first, the song, the music, or the words? Hmm. Well, when I work with you, Brendan, usually I like for you to just explain everything to me. You know, I don't. <laughs> you, just, I don't... you just tell me what to do. Just <laughs> no, 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 no. I need you to explain the product to me. I mean, I don't. I don't I'm going to I could read through it but I need you I need to have a conversation with you about what this is and I need to ask a bunch of questions about the product. A lot of times when I'm talking to you and I'll ask you a question and I'll be interrupting you in the beginning of the script and you'll have like the next line of the script will be answering like, my question. Let me just let me which just is probably kind of annoying to you but it's important <laughs> no, it, it, to me does, to kind of get a validates. grip get a yeah. grip on what it is. Once I understand the product, then I can go back and start at the first scene and just go scene by scene and sketch stuff up because I'm thinking about the whole thing as I go. But if I don't, if I have no idea what it is and then I just start on line one and start drawing, I will probably miss some things. Do you start, do you ever uh, write out what you, what you will draw? Because I've done, I've done some, some basic storyboards in my day, you know, I'm by no means a, uh, a visual your artist. Day, you're not that day. old. Yeah, I know. This beard, this beard is making me look real old. But uh, you know what? Not being a visual artist first, you know, being a writer first, I'll write out the action and then I'll translate that into 
uh, into a, a visual because I want to be able to have everything written out so I can look and just be able to visualize it in my head. But do you visualize basically to rephrase the question, do you visualize in your head or do you visualize on paper? Do you visualize it by doing it? I do it both ways, really. It depends on the project. I mean, with the stuff that we do, it's fairly similar. And so it's not, I can just sort of go through and sketch it out without thinking very hard about what I'm going to draw beforehand or making an outline. Since we've done so many projects together, I'm able to do that fairly well. Um, But there are projects where I do, and in fact, some of the work I do, I don't even draw the storyboard myself. Somebody else draws it. But they don't just work from an outline for me. I actually record a video where I'm very meticulously describing everything that's going on. And, you know, I, I think of it, I have a very... You can do a written description of a visual, but the problem that I was trying to explain earlier is that a lot of times in a written description, people leave out important elements without realizing it. Unless you're a visual person, you're not going to be able to picture it in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not so going to know. Are, well, talking about visual then, so what are the best tools, uh, since you are creating something vi- uh, visual, what are the best tools for creating a storyboard? Is it doing it I mean, old-fashioned way, you took a a pencil, uh, colored pencils uh, sometimes, you know, on a piece of paper. But do you use, like, Adobe Illustrator or PowerPoint? Or is there a specific software that, you know, that lends itself better to storyboarding? Everybody's got their own thing that they they prefer. I mean, I use Flash, which is really not, you know, people don't – animators use Flash, but illustrators – you know, they would not really need to illustrate in Flash. I just use it because I'm comfortable with it, and I've used it for so long. Um, you know, people can do it any any way, really. I don't think there's a... You know, there's some programs that are designed for storyboarding, and they will... You can do the drawings, and they'll spit them out with, like, a nice formatted thing with three panels to a page or whatever. But I like just one panel to a page... I think the three panel thing came from the old days when you'd have to pin them all up on a wall or whatever, and you didn't want to be flipping through all this stuff. But now that we have computers, you don't have to flip anything. You just press a button, you go to the next one, like boop, 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 boop. So I like to just see one at a time and just controlled with the arrow keys, like left, you know, forward, forward, forward. And you can go through it very quickly like that. Yeah, and just to add a, another layer onto that, so you, you, um, there's the tools that you use to you know actually capture the storyboard to create the storyboard so you could have like a tablet and then like uh like a drawing tablet and then you know one of the uh, drawing software but then you know to present it like ross is saying something like google slides you know just putting it up on google slides you could use you could use powerpoint uh but they're they're really great for simulating that act of watching the 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 movie the 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 video because as you go through you know you can just read the lines click over to the next slide and it occupies the full screen. And I, I agree. I prefer that over the three slides per, which is just kind of, it feels like you have to cheat, you know, but you have to like not look ahead in order to experience Yeah, I think live. it's kind yeah. of outdated. Um, but yeah. that's a good thing that you mentioned the tablet. I forgot all about that. I use a Cintiq where I'm actually drawing on the screen. Um, you can use a tablet. You can't use a mouse. <laughs> you cannot yeah. draw with a mouse. Don't even try. It's not worth it. <laughs> okay. Well, you mentioned something about, I mean, we talked about slides. So how many words of a script generally are associated with a slide? So if you've got, let's say, a 60-second script, 
150 words. I've learned that now by heart. Yeah, uh, Brendan. So you, gotta, you have to. Internalize I mean, that's it. sort of it. That's branded in my mind. 150 words, 60 seconds. So, how many words equal one slide? Is there a rule of thumb? Mm, it depends. Usually, I don't go longer than if I have a if I have a if I copy and paste a sentence and it and it goes over and does a line break and I have two two lines. That's starting to get kind of long. That's sort of that's a little too long. Um, usually, it'll just be one sentence. Sometimes it'll be a half sentence if there's a payoff in the in the middle of the sentence. You know, like. I used to be, you know, fat and ugly, but look at me now. You know, I would cut it after the comma and then, but look at me now. That would be a second panel, you know, something like that. Or if there that was, was a, a great s- example, Ross. <laughs> Thank you. If there's a situation where you got like three things and you want them to appear in a succession, like, you know, I had three options for, uh, you know, losing. fat reduction, losing weight. I had liposuction, you know, A, B, and C. You might want three quick panels that goes, shows you A, shows you B, shows you C. So I would break that apart. That would almost be like one word or two words on a panel, you know. Option A, option B, option C. You know, so it just depends on, and and I do that because it's just important for the animator to know that on each of those options, you want a different picture to flip up. Um you could do it all on you could just write out the whole sentence and just maybe put a little note in the graphic or whatever but it's just it's just the easier the better i don't want to even i write a written description at the bottom but the thing is i don't want people to have to think about any words when they see the storyboard it should everything should be implied i don't want to write that the character is happy because they should know it they should see the character's happy and they, that that's implied by the graphic what about colors do you do storyboards in color? Do you have to imply color? Um, no. I mean, the only time I think you would need to show any color um, would be, A, if you're doing kind of shadowing, if you have any sort of dramatic lighting. That's not really, I guess that's still grayscale. That's not really color color. Or B, if you have an, a color that's in, very important to the story, you know, like, your company's logo is red and you got this red guy that's going to come in and save the day or whatever. Um, you, you can make him in red, you know, make it clear. And then you have all this stuff that's in red or something like that. You know, you can use color if it's, if, if it is, it's all kind of a, everything sort of overlaps, you know, all the stages, there's no perfect way to say this stage starts and then this one ends. They all kind of intersect a little bit. Yeah, and um, I would say that you know you want to you use color and you also use action. You would include it only if it was necessary to understand like a key change. You know, like, yeah. Like yeah. let's say like you know you want to signify that something got turned on. You know, like once once a, a switch gets turned on, you may want like a little button to go green or go red. Or right. Whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. That would be the thing that you wouldn't. You know, you'd maybe break that up into two slides and then show the 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 button going red so otherwise you know you wouldn't be able to see anything happening on screen yeah if that's where you want the viewer's attention to go then then you take it there and like ross said you don't want to sit to stick to like too many hard boiled lines like oh well it's a storyboard i can't include color it's like if you have to then then you do right it's all about conveying the ideas and the concept you're not just trying to get somebody to think that your drawings are really pretty you know yeah exactly 
Because then, if they love the way the storyboard looks, it might actually give you problems in animation. And we've when it we've look had that. Good. We've had that. Like this, I thought it was just going to be the storyboard. Wow. Right. Right. Yeah. So you know, it's just all concept. Yeah, you want to give them as much as they need, but nothing more, basically. Well, actually, well, let's maybe one last question because uh, this has been really great getting. You know, I, I can see the dirt underneath my fingernails, and it wasn't from gardening. It was from learning about storyboarding. So just like you mentioned that it's important to you to have this intersection with the script writer and to understand the product or the service or whatever the store, the, the, whatever the script is um, talking about, do you feel that the animators that you need to do the same intersection or the animators that are going to take your storyboard, that they have to have that same overlap and talk with you? Um, I like in the way that I work, I like to give very strong direction, leave no room for other ideas, but then if then at the same time be open to something else, if there is an idea that comes along that's better than something that I thought of. I don't want a situation where there's nothing there. There's somebody's expecting an idea from me and then they don't have one and they don't know what to do. Um, that's you know, that that's that's how I work. I mean, I think in the context of Think Mojo, just because of the nature of the projects, I'm not really working with the animators. Um, but I you know, it's it it's just it all it it varies, I guess. So I think that Ross touched on something that is really important, and that's that uh, uh, he doesn't want to talk to anyone but me. And I think that that's something that we need to keep in mind. Uh, no, when I think that when when we talk about storyboards, like we said, the script and storyboard artists have to work really close together uh, because, it, as we said in the beginning of the show, it's a it's two sides of the same coin. And you know, there there are things that a script can't do on its own and the storyboard pays it off and there are things that a storyboard can't do on its own that animation pays off so it's important to view storyboard as a necessary phase of production but also you know a step a stepping stone along the way the storyboard is not the video but the video can't happen without the storyboard that's a great summary and i think that's a good time to uh to say goodbye um, for this episode, and I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of Video Marketing 2.0 presented by ThinkMojo, making videos that move the dial. That's our new tagline. And you can subscribe to this podcast, get complete access to the video tips, show notes by going to vmpodcast.com. That's our new URL. That's vmpodcast.com. And you can also download, listen to previous episodes on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, TuneIn, wherever you can find a podcast, that's where we're going to be. So for Brendan and myself, and thank you again, Ross, for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Video Marketing 2.0. Thanks for listening to another episode of Video Marketing 2.0, presented by ThinkMojo. For more help on how to drive results with video, contact ThinkMojo, the video marketing experts, at info at thinkmojo.com or visit thinkmojo.com for more information.